0: You're a real crumb bum. Can you
1: feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the middle. It's number two.
0: And the Eagles fans. The Eagles fans. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. What's going on, Birds fans? Welcome back once again to your favorite place for all things Philadelphia Eagles. I'm your host, Eric. Joined by my co-host today, Actually, not Dom. Instead, we have Tom. Tom, what's (laughs) up, man? Thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh, no problem, dude. Happy to be here. Excited.
0: Yeah, man. Stoked to have you. Uh, Now, if you're a longtime listener to the pod, uh, you've heard a couple repeat callers. We have Delco Robbie. uh, We have Crazy MJ. We also have Tommy Rafter. And so today, Dom was lucky enough to score a couple tickets to the Phillies game the NLDS game, they are currently, as we speak, I got it on the TV behind me, up 7-2, to two, uh, and we are kicking ass. Bryce has two homers today. You watching the game, Tom?
1: Yep, got it on. My man. It's looking good. Uh,
0: we are here today, despite Dom's absence, to talk birds. Because as exciting as it is for the Phillies to be in the NLDS, looking to clinch an NLCS berth uh, tomorrow night, the big thing here on the Philly Specialist is the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're 5-0 and right now, dude. They're yeah, 5-0. It's
1: that's awesome. And I, I can't say that's unexpected. I mean, I think we all kind of knew that this would be the easiest half of their season, and it's, it's just going to get tougher from here on out. But I think we got, you know, probably next week, and then it really starts to kind of kick up the heat um, as far as scheduled difficulty.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, I know we got a tough stretch coming up very soon, um, but... We're gonna get through that if we if we get out of six six and zero, oh, I mean all you really got to do I think is split. You know the four following that when we when we get mm-hmm. like a tougher schedule before we get too much into the future schedule and too much into you know next week's game or whatever. Let's do a quick little news and notes thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to pull the injury report here now. I I know that this is a Wednesday injury report. And I thought I had it up, but I, I exited out, <laughs> out of the <laughs> I exited out of the tab without realizing. So let's go take a look. Now Kobe Dean is back today. Yeah, that's the that's, first and foremost, that's the biggest thing we have to talk about.
1: Definitely a big headline. Uh and you know, I know they're discussing Fletcher Cox coming back too. I know he was out I missed the, missed last week and um did not practice at all last week either. So seeing him back is good.
0: Yeah, I think he ended up getting, uh, like, a shot or something, cortisol, in his yeah, back. Epidural. Oh, yeah, epidural. Oh, yeah. I you can get yeah. one of
1: those out of uterus.
0: Uh, it just goes to your back, man. I, I guess. <laughs> it's like, it goes in your spine, I'm pretty sure.
1: It's crazy. I heard you can't, like, walk when you get it. Like, it totally screws you up.
0: I'm sure it does. Uh, other guys of note today, Justin Evans didn't practice again. Darius Slade didn't practice due to a knee injury. Um...
1: Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. I mean, it's it seems like it might just be Slay being Slay and, you know, had a long game sitting this one out. I think he's fine.
0: Yeah, listen, anything on Wednesday, especially when you're talking about veterans, um, I don't really put too much stock in it. Now, if we get into tomorrow, Thursday, by the time you guys are listening to this, and he doesn't practice on Thursday, might be room for concern. But if we haven't heard anything about him being hurt mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he pops up on a Wednesday, that's a non-factor for me.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh,
0: also, we screwed up his name last week, and we're going to do it again. Marlon Tui Tuipul- Polotu.
1: <laughs> I wasn't even going to try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, uh, did not practice today. Um, you know, but again, back. Sidney Brown was limited. Back at practice. Fletcher Cox was limited, but back at practice. Nickobe Dean back at practice. Jack Stoll back at practice. Uh, and Rashad Penny full participant today uh, after missing yesterday with an illness. So we're getting back to being a little bit healthier, um, with the exception of, I guess, Cam Jurgens is the only guy I can think of that's a that's a big problem. Yeah. But that said, I mean, Sua Opeta had a great game last week.
1: He's been surprising me because, you know, that's not how I remember him last season, and he's been doing pretty well this year so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, when he had the opportunity, he really stepped in. Uh, And I think he did a good job. And I think it really Mm -hmm. bodes well for the future because you've got a guy like Sua Opeta who you know can play at that right guard slot. And that makes it just that much easier next year when Cam shifts over to center because Mm -hmm. now you don't have to, like, oh, man, like – Cam goes to center. Even if he is good enough, what do you do at right guard? Are you going to have to draft somebody again high? Nope. Sua opetta seems like he will be able to be the guy to just slot right in, which is awesome. I mean, it's just another Jeff Stoutland University graduate, you know? Yeah.
1: Guy's a beast. It's it's so impressive to see his team and to see what he can put together with these guys.
0: Yeah, no doubt, dude. No doubt. Uh, and one more non-participant, Dom Salvato.
1: Oof. That's a uh, big one. That hurts me personally.
0: Yeah. I mean.
1: I'm, I'm Dom Sua opetta right now.
0: <laughs> you are you're you're Sua Opeta right now, no doubt. Um, all right, so let's get let's talk a little bit of around the NFL stuff. There's a couple things that happened this week that we got to talk about. Give me your take on the Dallas Cowboys getting their shit pushed in by the yeah. Niners last week.
1: I mean, dude, Dallas sucks. They they have had such a hyperinflated season already, and you know, Dak threw three picks last week. It's he's such a mid-tier quarterback. I really can't stand it. I think he's feeling the heat that them bringing on Trey Lance. And I honestly think that's the best move for Dallas moving forward. Uh, you know, my hot take is Dak's going to be the next Andy Dalton. Just give it a couple years and, you know, he'll have five or six teams under his belt. Wow. Yeah. That, that that take is very, (laughs) very hot.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, do you think that, do you think that their defense is a little overrated at this point?
1: Yeah. I mean, they've shut down a couple of, you know, who'd they shut down? Who they, uh, Hold the no points this year.
0: Uh, they beat the brakes off of New England, I think. Yeah,
1: and I mean, that they're not the first team to do that. The Saints just did it too last week. So, you know, now you're kind of looking at, you know, how good are they? I don't know. I, I think they're overrated across the board.
0: Yeah, I, I think they're overrated as well. I mean, I, I do believe in some of the aspects of their team, but, it, you know, to me it all comes down to coaching is a big issue over there. I think Mike McCarthy is a bozo. Mm-hmm. Um, And beyond that, I think that they're – very much up against it with the cap. Their offensive line is perpetually injured. This year is no no different. Um, defensively, we know they've got this talked-about defense, the story defense and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you – you know, they lost Diggs, and if you do a good job at shutting out Micah Parsons, uh, there's not much else there to be afraid of.
1: Yeah, for sure. Parsons is their guy, and, you know, if you can lock him up, then you kind of you have something to work with.
0: What else? What else is going on around the NFL that you want to talk about? I know you're making notes.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, Detroit Lions look pretty good.
0: They did look good.
1: I think they've looked good all season, to be honest. I felt like, you know, that week one game against the Chiefs, it kind of looked like, oh, you know, who saw this coming? But when I watched that game and watched them play, it didn't feel very, you know, flukish. It felt like one team outplayed the other, and... That was the Lions. It was kind of crazy, and then you see them consistently kind of building that success. You know, they're not an undefeated team, but their win or their losses haven't been total blowouts. They've been playing well. You know, Jared Goff's throwing the ball well. Uh, it's just a good-looking team.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's good coaching first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got a quarterback who can, given opportunity, can make things happen. Um, and of course, I mean, they've got a great cast around them. They've got a really good defense. I got to tell you. I'm very surprised by Hutchinson uh it seems like he's just making a big play every week, and I just thought he was I thought he was gonna be just a guy kind of i I didn't think he was gonna end up being that good um but he's proven me wrong every week,
1: yeah, yeah, he's looking good, and you know another thing they're like three and one against the spread they've been covered they've been doing pretty good, so mm. you know later in the show, keep in mind,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> So that's another NFC team, and another NFC team that we should talk about besides them, of course, unfortunately, is the Niners. And I think the question that I'm asking myself, because this is another guy I didn't really believe in, um, how much of the Niners' success, at least offensively, can be attributed to Brock Purdy, and how much of it is really just Shanahan's system is super-duper quarterback-friendly, and they just— He just has opportunity to just hang back and throw to guys that are that have been, you know, basically designed open. Um, You know, how much do you think is actually Purdy's on a talent level?
1: I think Purdy is a is a good quarterback and he's you know, they always talk about his biggest strength is his ability to read defenses. And I think, you know, that in itself will get you pretty far in the NFL. Uh, You know, he's decent enough to make those throws and he's decent enough to. You know, just stand on his own two feet as a quarterback. But then he also has, you know, the the NFL's best running back for the past six years and a healthy Christian McCaffrey. You know, it's great. It can't. He really can't answer much more as a quarterback.
0: Yeah. What do you think? uh I mean, obviously, it seems like he's the future in San Francisco. Yeah, I think so. Man, I just I can't you don't believe like him? it. I can't. I just can't believe it. And when I watch him play, like i don't i don't feel like again like i he's a guy with like no elite traits and that's always yeah. kind of something that you know i look i want some i want them to have something you know that differentiates them and i think he i think he's a good he's a better quarterback than i gave him credit for um but i think like the ceiling with him is probably still not top ten.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a really young quarterback too. He's twenty three. What's he like? Is this his second or third? So, season? I think it's his
0: second season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he just came off that big, uh, big injury. I mean, he's got a lot of time to develop, and he's got, you know, that basis groundwork that you really want in a quarterback that you want to build off of. That was, you know, Carson Wentz's biggest, uh, I guess, appealing factor was that he had his fundamentals straight, and then he didn't. But when he did, it was like this is the best thing ever. And I think if you got a, a quarterback with a good fundamentals. As a base, and then you know he's young. You build off it. You can coach the rest. I don't know. I think he's got a good chance.
0: I want to see them get figured out, and yeah. then and then I'll know, right? When I find a team that's able to pressure him, throw off his timing, take away those easy schemed up routes, and see him react to that and make plays, then I think I'll turn a corner. Yeah. Um, but I just haven't seen that yet, and that's a that's a credit to Shanahan. That's a credit to that team and the skill positions around them. Um, But, you know, for me, like if I was a Niners fan, I would still be skeptical until I saw adversity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just don't think I've I haven't seen Brock Purdy really face adversity this year. Um, And I don't really think he looked great last year. But, you know, of course, he's got a full camp as a starter now. I can't really judge him too much for last year.
1: Well, he's coming to the link on December 3rd. So there's some adversity for you.
0: I know. I know. That's going to be a big game. And They'd I heard
1: Jordan Davis definitely rushing on him.
0: I heard a rumor through the grapevine that they might wear uh, Kelly Green that game too.
1: Really, that'd be a good one.
0: Yeah, that's got to stay quiet. <laughs> Just me, you, and everybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> Keep it low. Yeah, th- don't tell Not anybody. Any cool. Unless right. if they want to know, they have to give us a listen. We could use the lessons. Um, <laughs> moving on to have,
1: wait, have we broken fifty yet?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've broken fifty okay. plenty of times. Right, cool. Not consistently. But, you know, at least on multiple occasions. At least a couple times. Yeah. So moving on to the AFC, a couple things I want to touch on. Um, Miami's very scary, and we're going to see them in a couple weeks. Um, They're really good, man. They're really, really good. They've got a great coach. They've got a great cast of characters and and, and a ton of talent on that team. Um, That match is coming up. I'm interested to see that. And another thing I want to talk about in the AFC is the Broncos because from what I hear, they're ready to, they're ready to start selling. And I wonder what you would give up to bring in a Pat Sertan.
1: Oof. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, uh, you never know with Howie, you know, he can kind of pull up picks you didn't even know we had and, and drop them off for like, you know, pennies on the dollar.
0: What do you think it would take? I mean, he's he's young. He's still in his rookie contract. I think he's phenomenal. And I think it would be fucking awesome if we found a way to bring him in, if the the Broncos are really ready to sell.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt our secondary is hurting right now. And you know, what's what's the deal with Maddox? Is he going to be out for a prolonged amount of time here?
0: Uh, so it's a torn Peck and mm-hmm. he will definitely be out for the entirety of the regular season. Okay. If there was any hope of him coming back, and even this would, I think, would be doubtful. We'd have to ring Dr. Seachuck to make sure. But uh, even if he were to come back, it, we'd be looking at, like, a late, late playoff run, like, NFC Championship Super Bowl timeline. Yeah,
1: okay. And oh, so, you know, I
0: just it's not something you can count on.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what do you think he's worth? It's it's a good question. It's definitely um
0: well, I mean, you're talking about a I guy who's still on his rookie deal this year. Hmm. Uh and I don't know if I'm doing my math right, but I think he's still on his rookie deal next year, then he's got to get paid. So I think I would like very comfortably move a second round pick for him. Um you know, corners corners as good as Pat Sertan just don't... They're not floating around the league. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, they're hard to come by. There's like five or six really good corners in the league and then like a bunch of guys. And that's just how it goes. I mean, you're talking about the, the maybe the hardest position in football at yeah. corner. So if you have an opportunity to bring one in at Pat Sertan's level and his youth... Um, I think it's a no-brainer if you can get him for something reasonable. I think I would move a two, and I really wouldn't think twice about it. I might I might be willing to move more. I don't know if I would do a one, but maybe I would, you know, a two and, like, like a conditional four that can become a three or something like yeah. that. You know, something, yeah, like, that something like that makes sense to me.
1: For sure. And, you know, th- those younger guys, he's a phenomenal talent on a team that just fucking blows. Can I say that? uh yeah (laughs) absolutely you can pretty much do whatever you want here yeah uh i mean those are the kind of guys that want to come over to a team you know like the eagles that are you know genuine genuine super bowl competitors uh you know they don't want to really build their their career on a team that's never going to make the playoffs in their lifetime you know i think you kind of put that bug out there and the interest will start going
0: yeah, I mean I'm sure I'm sure he I'm sure everybody on that roster would be interested in getting traded. It's just does does uh Denver see him as a part of the rebuild or are they really going like burn it down ground zero?
1: I can't imagine they wouldn't want to keep him. I mean, especially at least until his rookie deal's up.
0: I guess if you just think he's a chip that's worth a lot of assets and mm-hmm. you really feel like you've got to start over. Because, um, I mean that's where I mean nobody's trading for Cortland Sutton. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't think, I don't think Cortland Sutton's terrible, but I don't think that, like, nobody's juices are going to get flowing in a league where there's, like, a bajillion good enough wide receivers. Um, you know, if they're going to get assets, they're going to get assets for their defensive pieces. Sertan is probably the biggest piece, maybe on that whole team, if we're being honest. So, um, you know, I think if they're going to move people, it's going to be defensive, and I think he's their, he's their biggest play. Um, yeah. Everybody else is just peanuts, in my mind.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the Russell Wilson deal didn't work out, did it? <laughs> no, it's <a> dis-
0: <laughs> one of the biggest disasters in the history of trades in the NFL. You know,
1: I heard on the show you talking about Eagles uh, picking up Russell Wilson not too long ago, and you're pretty excited about it.
0: Um, last year, no, I'm that sorry, was a take the year before, we talked about it, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think both of us kind of agreed that if the price was right absolutely we would want him in. And this is like, of course, prior to Jalen Hurts having his big breakout. Um, but, you know, for, for what was traded for him, there was an absolute like no way, I think, yeah. from both of us, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have – again, like with all the information we had in front of us, I still think it was, you know, the right take, which was if the price is right, of course. Um, I think you could say that about pretty much anybody, you know. Uh, but the price was never right, so it's yeah, it's a moot point. Yeah, don't ever cool. come at me on my podcast again, Tom. <laughs> Try to call me out.
1: I'm just the voice of the people here. What the fuck was that?
0: <laughs> Fucking bullshit. We're moving on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get to the game discussion. Yeah. The Eagles beat the Rams this week. By a score of 23, was it was a 23-14, right? Am I thinking of right? uh, Yeah. Yeah, score 23-14. Uh, pretty close first half and not a very close second half. The defense seemed to make a lot of really good adjustments. We shut them down, zero points in the second half for them. What did you think of the game overall? What are your impressions?
1: I was. It was a fun game to watch. Um, you know, Like you said, the first half was a little shaky. But uh, was it just me or did it kind of feel like a home game?
0: Yeah, you know what, a lot of people are saying that.
1: Yeah, they really traveled well. Uh, the fans did, and it just—you know—I was hearing from the first snap, you know, cheers to the right direction, and it wasn't probably until like after halftime that they actually pan around the stadium and you saw a lot of green in the in the uh, seats there.
0: Yeah, it seemed like there was a ton of Eagles fans over there. You know, they—they they always we always kind of travel well.
1: Yeah, and coming off of uh, playing in Tampa, you know, I feel like you know every other there's so many like Philly originates that come down there. You know, you kind of expect that down there. But then when you go over to L.A., I don't know. I feel like I don't expect L.A. to be a big Philly city, but sure enough.
0: Yeah, listen, if the flight's affordable, the <laughs> Eagles people will be there. <laughs> no doubt. Um, yeah, I think we saw a. I think we saw a game that I kind of expected to see. Um, of course, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, they're going to get theirs, right? It's, yeah. it's almost impossible to stop. Yeah. Um, You know, the secondary is a little banged up. There's some question marks who's going to be most effective where, who's going to be in the slot. Bradley Roby had a pretty good game, actually, after signing him. Um, And, you know, it was good. It was nice for me to see Sean Desai after a first half where they moved the ball pretty well, even though they didn't put a ton of points up, the Rams. Uh, They did move the ball up and down the field. Their receiving game was strong. They were getting the ball out quickly. Um, For him to make some good adjustments, which led to some crucial sacks toward the end of the mm-hmm. game uh, and led to zero points in the entire second half. That was huge.
1: Yeah, it was real big.
0: That was, that sure. was a really, really, really big deal. Um, you know, of course, you weren't able to shut Cooper Cup down. Um, no. you're, you're really... It, it's very rare that you're ever going to be able to do that.
1: And this was his comeback game, right? I mean, he was it out was. for the past couple weeks.
0: Yep, and he looked healthy. <laughs> yeah, he looked very healthy. <laughs> Thank he looked, God you know, for my very... fantasy team, because <laughs> I needed him. <laughs>
1: I just stole him in our other league. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup looked great, like you said. Um, definitely showed the holes in our secondary. I think, you know, without Cooper Cup, Stafford would have thrown for 40 yards. Like, it, it was insane how much, you know, he was just moving the ball basically single-handedly up by himself. Um, but, it, I mean, eventually like i said we did figure it out in the second half and kind of rallied so it's good to see
0: uh it was also really good to see the pass rush kind of start to get home a little bit um you know reddick had two sacks back to back they were huge like yeah pretty much like game ending like they they took they took the rest of the air out of the rams lungs which I think was a really big deal, very well-timed. Back-to-back sacks is cool, too, man. There's something really, really sick about that.
1: And Reddick, you know, he's had like a relatively quiet season up until this point. Yeah. You know, you kind of, you see that and you're like, oh, thank God, this guy's still who, you know, I thought he was. Um, You know, always a question going in from one season to the next when someone has, especially the Eagles, had such an amazing, uh, you know, sack ratio last year. Uh, You kind of haven't necessarily seen it just, you know, as much going into the season, but it was good to see that glimpse of it there.
0: What do you think? Uh, what do you think about the rookies, specifically Jalen Carter? Another big game for him.
1: Dude looks great. I mean, there's there's so many stats about Jalen Carter, and you know he's like the most double teamed uh, defensive lineman in the in the fucking league or whatever. And he's just he's doing great. It's it's phenomenal to see, and I'm, he's still to this point, you know, uh, defensive rookie, uh, you know, of the year candidate. I'd say. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I can't. Really think of anyone else that would kind of beat in that spot if it was had to, if they had to give it out, you know, this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of the stats surrounding his play, excuse me, his play so far this year are just outrageous. I mean, mm-hmm. he's double teamed at a higher rate than anybody else. He gets more. Or I think he's third in the league in pressures, not just among rookies but among all defensive players. I mean, this guy, when you watch him play, he legitimately looks like Aaron Donald. I mean, it, yeah. It's really, really, really nuts. I mean, the trajectory—young like Aaron Donald, yeah, yeah. I mean, the trajectory is just undeniable where he's pointing. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there's, uh, you know, plenty of years ahead of him to see how it all shakes out. And I'm not saying he is Aaron Donald today, but mm-hmm. man, the sky is truly the limit. Yeah. He does look like, at this stage, a generational, uh, what will be a generational talent, absolutely, um, if everything pans so- out.
1: It's so rare to see a guy like that come out of college and play at that level, and and really, you know, look like he belongs in that spot. It's, it doesn't look like we're trying to fill a hole with a guy we just picked up. It looks like he, you know, is the guy who's always been in that spot and will always stay in that spot. Uh, it's exciting to watch him play. It's fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, even even when you think about like high pedigree guys that that come out and you expect them to be great, they just don't hit the ground running like this. Yeah, and for him to get like the pressures he's getting and everything. We're not talking about an edge rusher, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about a defensive tackle that's eating double teams. Like, that's fucking insane. Like, that just yeah. doesn't happen in the NFL. Like, it, the most NFL defenses, at least the pass rush, is predicated on the edge. And if you can get, if you can get the kind of pressure that they're producing with him and Jordan Davis in the middle, I mean, that's just insane. It really, really, really is. It's it's an exciting time if you're a if you're an Eagles fan, specifically if you're a fan of defenses. I mean, if you like to watch the Eagles on D and you don't just wait till they get the ball, you know, for me, like I think it's a lot of fun to watch both times. You know, no matter what, and I love watching that kid play. I could watch him. I could watch tape on him all day.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, watching defense is usually the part of the game where you're nervous, but with Carter, it's definitely more like you're excited. Uh, And am I reading this right? Two sacks last week.
0: Two sacks last week. That's correct. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, he had one he one big stuff. one out toward the end zone where he just mauled Stafford and basically threw him on the floor. Stafford was looking for a uh, looking for a flag that was never going to come because it was a clean mm-hmm. hit. And then he had another where he kind of like tripped him up.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean, phenomenal player all around. And just while we're on the uh, you know defensive side of the ball here, uh, shout out to Nicholas Morrow. I think he's been playing phenomenal in you know. In uh, N'Kobe Dean's absence here, I- I've seen his number come up a lot the past couple of weeks, and I-, I just think he's kind of been sticking with it, and he's fun to watch, too.
0: Yeah, he has definitely played himself into a starting role. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, what the plan is, though. I have I can't help with but Dean wonder. Dean coming back? Yeah, are they going to move Nick Morrow on the outside? I don't really know enough to say if he's even capable of playing on the outside. You know, that's yeah. it's a different animal. Yeah. Um, but we have to see how that shakes out because Dean is the starter. I mean, and I think he sh- he should be the starter. Um, but I would really like to see Nick Morrow find a way to be on the field because I think he is he has been played out of his head.
1: Yeah, it's phenomenal. He had three sacks against the Commanders. It's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. a force fumble,
0: and uh, he had that that fucking um, safety against Tampa where That's he right. he that came right through the line.
1: Man, you're man, you're right. He's been. On he's fucking fire. absolutely. He's he's seen this opportunity with Dean out, and he has definitely taken it, and you know elevated himself into a good spot. Uh, you know, I would hate to see him go anywhere. You know, but we'll see what they do.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to watch that really closely. Uh, moving on to the offensive side. Yeah, seemed to me like the offense was kind of rounding in the shape a little bit, mm-hmm. getting a little bit more comfortable. The timing was better. The communication seemed better. Um, the Rams have a good front and they have they do a good job stopping the run um and this this is what i was waiting for was this like classic eagles oh okay you're gonna sell out on the run no Mm -hmm. problem and they were just peppering them all day and with the exception of one throw uh that ended that resulted in an interception and you know i'm not sure even now when i watch it back i'm not sure if it's a bad throw Or a bad decision or a miscommunication. You know, I had a
1: theory on that. So, first off, let me just say, it it didn't feel like, you know, one of those gut punch Jalen Hurts interceptions. Uh, You know, it didn't feel like, oh, my God, this was so easy. Why would you do that? Whatever. It just kind of seemed like the ball was underthrown. And looking back on, you know, the previous drive was, uh, you know, right when. AJ Brown got the PI so I think maybe he was trying to force another PI call or or something along those lines kind of under throwing the ball and and just you know seeing what they uh what they did with it but uh, it was you know it sucked but it wasn't like I don't know it didn't make me didn't shake me at all as far as Jan's performance for the day
0: yeah I, I kind of feel the same way where like you know I, I'm not I'm not looking at it as this like oh man this means Jalen's gonna start throwing a ton of interceptions mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of like the one uh the one in the corner of the end zone to Devontae, where the safety just made an insane play. Like, I, yeah, sometimes it's just going to shake out that way. You know, yeah, you know?
1: it's oh shit, run it back. Let's do it again. You know? Yeah,
0: but I do think he looked a lot better. I think he looked a lot crisper. Uh, I think he was a lot more willing to stand and hang around in the pocket this week.
1: I was going to say he had a ton of time in the pocket this week, and again, you know, credit to the to the O line for giving him that opportunity. But uh, he had a lot of time to run around. He did a lot of moving in the pocket, um, and. You know, he ended up running a lot too, using his feet. But it looked pretty good.
0: But it felt like he was using his feet more effectively, and it wasn't like happy feet. And I'm bailing out of a clean pocket. Mm -hmm. It was just like, okay, you're going to take away. You know, you you did a good job on the pass. Now I'm going to break your back, and I'm going to go for eleven. You know, that's that's the kind of like rushing I want to see. Yeah, and less of like, there's somebody within six yards of me. Let me take off.
1: Yeah. You, know? you saw a lot of that rushing when he when he first started playing as an eagle you, you kind of it was the same feel of okay well if there's nobody open he can move the ball himself you know it doesn't need someone to be open yeah and he kind of got glimpses of that coming back into it
0: yeah I love that being like always a possibility but never a mm-hmm. crutch
1: yeah that's a good way to put it absolutely you know there's this like feeling I think across you know the whole fan base that Jalen's still not you know a hundred percent Jalen Hurts, when he was, you know, in the Super Bowl or going back last year, his ability to throw or ability to run or whatever, all of it together. And I I get it, and I still kind of like – I still see it. I feel like every week we kind of get a little bit better and a little bit closer to that. I don't know if, you know – for example, I saw glimpses of it this this week with him hitting A.J. Brown for, you know, what was like 40 yards, 30 yards um, on that, that last drive, you know, right before he we went into the half – I mean, that was a 17-second drive that, uh, you know, we got a 35-yard pass to A.J. Brown and then a 15-yard penalty, and then he had a phenomenal end-zone catch. So, I, I I don't know. I feel like you see it in those, those moments there, and it's kind of like... It reassures me, anyway, going into it, that he's still, you know, the quarterback we need him to be, or can be, at least, when we need him to be.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not... I don't think he's, like... I don't. I don't think he took a step back between last year yeah. and this year. I st- still think he he's the same guy, and he looks like the same guy. I think there are, of course, going to be circumstances um, where the team itself isn't going to look as good, and of course, that's going to make you know his play on the stat sheet look a little bit different. But I watch him, and I see, for the most part, I see like pretty much the same guy. I think any any like slight step backward has been expected because of the change in offensive coordinator in the new system and yada yada yada. And I also, I mean I think it it goes without saying that Brad Johnson has had Brad Johnson. Uh <laughs> Johnson has had some some issues uh with play calling and kind of yeah, getting for, that all sure. figured out. Um and I think I think I think he'll be fine I think. Everything'll be okay. Um and we just got to relax. We got a good week against yeah. the Jets coming up which we're going to talk about in a minute.
1: Play calling has progressively gotten better. You can tell from week to week. It's like okay, this makes more sense than it did last week.
0: They were definitely more comfortable going downfield last week, which yeah. was nice to see because it seemed like they were almost almost afraid to like hit the middle. To mm. they were kind of staying away from the intermediate routes, um, and they I think they were overdoing it with the with the Jalen design rushes. This week, I think he only had two, maybe three design runs. That's perfect. Yeah, that's it right works. where I want to be most weeks.
1: Can we talk about that last drive uh, before we went into the half?
0: Oh, the quick drive that they ended. up? Yeah, that was just
1: some of the best football I've seen in all season, really. I mean, it was phenomenal. 17 seconds to go before you go into the half and give them the ball back. And, you know, they just scored a touchdown on you. It's like the worst case scenario for you to be in that position. And then you take all the win out of their sails by, you know, scoring back on them before the half. It was phenomenal. That was the best football I've seen, you know, to date so far.
0: Yeah, I mean it really goes to show you how important it is, uh, when you're when you really want to be a competitor to have a, a wide receiver that can like kind of strike fear into the hearts of these guys. Mm-hmm. Because if it was like some fucking note like if Chase Claypool was out there, uh we want have got that PI. Yeah. Right? Like you gotta be scared to death in that situation to fuck up and, and commit PI. And that dude knew he was beat. So he had mm-hmm. one option and one option only, and that was the to fucking pull on AJ Brown's arms, which put us on the one, and gave us time for another little brotherly shove.
1: The, are we going with that one or touch push?
0: You know, personally, I prefer brotherly shove.
1: I get it. it it's definitely more Philly-based. Sounds better.
0: I mean, whatever you want to call it, I'm not judging you. I just, I just, I like brotherly tush shove. Push
1: like rolls off the tongue, but I mean, brotherly shove, I think is a better name on paper. I don't know. I was listening to more bullshit about them trying to make that illegal this year or it, next year. It's
0: so stupid. It pisses me yeah. off so bad. I,
1: I know you guys talked about it last week, so I don't want to, you know, harp on it, but it's it's definitely it feels targeted. It really does. And I know Eagles fans have like a reputation of, you know, woe is me, but this really does feel targeted.
0: It's absolutely targeted. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely insane. targeted.
1: So you know, all the injuries that have happened have been on other teams. Like I think uh the Vikings had two injuries trying to do this, but it's just if if this gets taken away, it was not our fault.
0: <laughs> it, it, I'm going to, like, freak. I'm going to be an,
1: <laughs> an asshole if they actually do take it away. Yeah, now I'm with you. It's it's bullshit.
0: What the fuck, man? <laughs> no, pisses me off. Um, one thing that doesn't piss me off is seeing Dallas Goddard get the ball. He was heavily yeah, involved in the game plan. finally. Yes. It was
1: awesome to see him. Um, let's see what he hit for. Eight receptions, 117 yards, and a tater. That's awesome. I mean, he had a phenomenal game. He plays so physical when he gets the ball. He's the exactly the tight end he wanted to be. He can block, he can catch, he can run. You know, that touchdown he had was such a tight window, and he made it look easy. It was, I think, it went through like two different, you know, uh, defensive end or defensive secondary receivers' hands, and he, you know, breadbasket. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was a great throw, great catch. Um, seeing him get involved in the in the game plan a little bit more. Be, you know, I think in the beginning of the game he like. He, he hit him in the seam at one point, mm-hmm. and then they had they were using him on the screen, and the screen seemed to work out better. Unless you were Quez Watkins, um, <sighs> yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, but it was it was good to see him become a bigger part of the playbook and of the game plan. Uh, yeah. I think that's huge for Jalen. I mean, you talk about talk about a, a a guy that can be your safety blanket. Dallas Goddard's that guy. Um, so having him more involved was a big deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, he really looked like Zach Ertz too a couple years ago, you know, feeling that feeling that role of you know, is he your can he be your best receiver if he needs to be? Yeah, you know. Um he's a big physical demanding player and he he's good. It's great he, to have him getting balls.
0: Yeah, and when he gets in there when he gets in there in the slot area and he's playing against like a little five foot eleven yeah. hundred and eighty five pound nickel corner, it's just not it's fair. It's yeah. nothing. He shoves him away. It's great. He does. He he throws people <laughs> around, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's good to see him in there. I wonder if uh I wonder if Smith is overdue. Smith might have a big week coming up.
1: Yeah, it was real quiet this week for sure. Um you know, he coming out of the season or beginning of the season, he really looked like the number one guy. I think he was like the leading receiver the first two weeks, and then he kind of gradually declined as far as targets. Um yeah, you know, he's he's capable for sure. And it's good to have him as a weapon when we need him. Uh, i I definitely agree though I think he's due. I think this upcoming week is gonna have a couple of good grabs,
0: well, speaking of this upcoming week, and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. So the Eagles go out to play against the New York Jets. We're away. Um, it's gonna be technically. A f- it's gonna be a fun yeah technically we're away. Um, <laughs> it'll be a fun game, I think. uh, you yeah. know Eagles are twelve and oh all time against the Jets. We've never lost to the Jets um, whether that be home or away, It doesn't really matter. And it's going to be an interesting game because, of course, we know that Sauce Gardner, one of the best corners in the league, is going to be matched up, we would think, with A.J. Brown.
1: Yeah, most likely, which is where you're going to get Smitty Thucks.
0: Now, typically, he doesn't move. He usually, you know, they'll use him like how they used to use Richard Sherman and just lock down a side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's rare, but it does happen on occasion where he'll follow a wide receiver. So we kind of have to see how that... Plays out. I don't know what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think the Jets are going to change up their play for us. You know, I really kind of think uh, they're they're just hanging on by a thread. So you know, I think th- they're going to do what they've always been doing, and that's kind of locking down on someone, most likely AJ Brown. And uh, you know, it just kind of gives us one less target. But there's a lot of weapons out there, so I'm not too concerned.
0: So if you're the Eagles, your game plan this week. What are your bullet points? What are your keys to victory uh, to beat this Jets team?
1: Uh, you know, my, my biggest one is, and this has kind of been across the board, time possession. So the Eagles have just dominated when they've held the ball. So, I mean, I think time possession for the first half of, of last week was almost even. Um, but then in the second half, it was like, I don't know. It, like, we had probably two-thirds of the entire game with, you know, ball in our possession. It was, it was pretty nuts. Um, and I think kind of keeping up on that is is the way to win any game. But they can do it. They can do it with the run. They can do it with with uh, with Swift doing his little six six yard punches. And you know I, it's all you need, really. So I, I kind of think you just stick to that time possession, contain the ball, and and do what works. Throw to who's open.
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think you I think you got to try to stay away from Sauce a little bit if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of that, I mean, the pass rush over there is is pretty good. Um, I don't think they're world beaters, and I think that the offensive line stacks up pretty well against them. Um so you you know, the secondary, you want to stay away from sauce as much as you can. And then defensively, you know, it's the Brees Hall show right now. Um Zach Wilson is not a very, very good quarterback. He's not even a good quarterback. I mean, I know yeah. he had I know he had a pretty good week against KC a couple weeks ago, and people, people are gonna make that to be like, oh, all of a sudden he turned this corner, but I think the reality is we've seen a lot of bad Zach Wilson football, um, and that was probably an outlier. Um, and it kind of negates to a degree the Garrett Wilson effect. You know, I think Garrett Wilson's a great player and he scares the shit out of me, uh, but they can't they can't move the ball through the air well. And yeah. so I think you got to sell out on Stop stopping Brees. Um, and another thing I'd like to see them do a little bit more this week, and I think this is the perfect opportunity to do it is to be a little bit more creative with your defensive play calling, uh, disguising blitzes, uh, shifting around coverages. Keep it confusing for Wilson. Do not let him get comfortable. Do not let him get a read on you. Do not let the coaches, you know, don't don't give them an opportunity to clue him in on seeing something in the second half. Disguise, disguise, disguise. I think that's a that's a big thing that I want to see this defense do in general. And if there was ever a good time to implement it, Against a quarterback like this is the ideal time in my mind.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And you know, we're going to have Fletch back in the rotation, presumably. Um, you know, and then you got Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis to deal with. You know, I'm, I really think Zach Wilson's going to have a hard time. Feeling pretty confident.
0: This is a game. This is a game where if you lose, it's because you beat yourself.
1: Yeah, and it's not to say the Eagles aren't capable of doing that. You know, <laughs> I think it's definitely <laughs> got to be a play smart scenario like you know take treat every game you know with that mindset
0: yeah i mean I, <laughs> it's kind of it almost makes it feel like a trap game and yeah. i hate to use those words and i don't i don't think we're going to lose don't get me wrong um but looking if looking ahead right after this game you've got the dolphins mm-hmm. and that's a scary game then you got another game with the commanders and we went to overtime last time we played them Right. Then you get into this murderers row of the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, the Cowboys again, and then the Seahawks. Yeah. That's 8 weeks of tough games. Yeah, 8 straight sure. weeks. And so I don't I don't want to see them looking past this Jets team. I think again that this team is well coached enough and they have enough veterans and guys that have been around the league for long enough and leaders for that to not happen. Uh, but, you know, stranger things, stranger things have certainly happened.
1: Yeah. I, I really hate to to say any games are give me at this point. And, and, you know, it's not to downplay our, our abilities or anything. It's just to, you know, you've really got to go into a g- every game, respecting your opponent. I mean, again, look at the, the jets and, or the, the lines and the chiefs. Nobody really saw that coming. And even the jets running, it, given the chiefs run for their money too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is really our, our last easy game, quote-unquote, for a while. Um, and I really just, it, it's not a time to take it easy. You know, it's not a time to relax and, and take your foot off the gas. And that's really when the Eagles do their best, is when they are winning and they continue to, to apply that pressure. Um, that seems to be when they perform their best, anyway.
0: Yeah, that's one thing they can do, is they can sit. They can sit on you. If you give them if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile, and they will sit mm-hmm. on you. So, so, yeah, I mean, I think getting out to an early lead is going to be important. Uh, and then dominating time and possession, um, you know, because I think I think the Jets are going to just have a hard time scoring on you. So beat them up, sit on them, go slow with the ball, run the rock, uh, and don't throw it near sauce because you can't afford to be given any turnovers. You can't win games with a lot of turnovers. For sure. What else we have on the uh, What else we have on the agenda?
1: Uh, let's see. I, you know. I- kind of derail you a little bit here i i heard you got a uh, a new tattoo here
0: i did i did is, i did is I that did. something
1: we're gonna talk about before dom goes back i don't want to steal his thunder
0: so no no you're not stealing this thunder at all um so i went this week i went to uh i went to my buddy rob now it's funny rob and i went to high school together rob's a nice dude he's a real cool dude um and a couple years ago he started doing tattooing and became an apprentice and i went i saw him for a tattoo and and I went back again and I went back again. And what's funny is <laughs> I've I've never gone to the same tattoo artist twice except Rob.
1: Hmm.
0: So I hit Rob up and I was like, yo, dude, you want to come tattoo me like in my house? Because where do we're, we do this podcast thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but unfortunately, time, conf, time constraints uh, kept us from being able to do it that way. So I went over there Monday and he tattooed me with the TPS egg in a shot glass. If you follow our Instagram, you've probably seen it. Um, I'm very stoked on it, man. I, I like it.
1: It looks great. And that, that was a sick time lapse. Is that your idea? or who, who No, it was, it was all him. It was all him. It came out really well. Yeah, I was impressed.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked on it. He designed it and everything. So if you guys are in the area and you want to get a tattoo, guess what? It was a pretty reasonable price. Um, and you want to get a tattoo by Rob. Rob's a good dude. He tattoos at Nevermore Inc., that's in New Jersey, uh, right over the bridge. Uh, I think it's in Belmar. And it literally takes 10 minutes to get there. Um, hit him up on Instagram. Baranato Tattoo is his Instagram. Check out Nevermore Inc., Rob Baranado. Uh Tell him I sent you. Tell him the Philly Specialist sent you. And uh, thank him for my sick tattoo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen his stuff on Instagram. It's pretty good. So would you say Rob's your your tattoo guy then?
0: Uh, for, uh, yeah, Rob is probably okay. my, my, my tattoo guy.
1: So we, we briefly had a discussion about, uh, you know, having a guy for everything. And this is like a whole new concept to me. So you got a, a, a guy for tattoos. You got a guy for tickets. I do. Uh, you know, what other guys you got? I have a guy for everything, Tom.
0: Okay, <laughs> Like just, you name it and I've got a guy.
1: I'm just impressed. This is like a whole new world for me. I feel like I need to get the like, guy. I got a guy who cuts my hair. I mean, I got that. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, I got that. That's crazy. I got it all. You need a plumber, roofer, public adjuster, you need a bookie. sign, you need a sign made. Oh, bookie, I got them, I got them all. <laughs> that's it, awesome. Tom, I'm telling you, everything under the sun, I got a guy.
1: Oh, that's good, It's good to know.
0: Yeah. You need a realtor?
1: I got a guy. I'm working on it. I'm trying to buy a fucking house, this sucks. Buying a house does suck, but it, it's, the, it's the
0: worst. It's It's worth it, but it sucks, dude. It's, it's ass.
1: Terrible. I'd rather be making a jello videos from Mike willis
0: okay is there a part two <laughs> coming by the way
1: uh so that was all the footage i had so, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. just a rundown for everyone uh, our buddy mike willis decided he would go on a, a you know a week-long diet of eating nothing but jello and document the entire series kind of like a supersize me but you know jello um and he he sent me it was two days worth of raw footage it was more like 30 hours of raw footage, um, and he just he gave in after day two. Couldn't do it. So I I put together a video for him uh, documenting the day one and, and whatever of day two he had, and that was it. But I'd be happy to do it again. It was fun. I'd never edited it before. It was a good time.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only thing is I do think Mike should wait a little while before making part two because it just it can't be healthy.
1: No, there's no way. It's, it's like, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> It's basically starving yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, do you remember he did it like two years ago or something? Yeah, this is
1: not his. That, that's the other thing. This is not his first attempt at doing this fucking thing. I think uh, he lasted longer he before,
0: it. though, right? Didn't he last? He like, might
1: have. He might have gone a full two days, forty eight hours.
0: I, I, but, I maybe I'm just like sensationalizing, <laughs> but I remember it being like six days.
1: <laughs> oh, no way. He, that was definitely the goal, but he definitely didn't make it six days. It, it dude, it was hysterical. It's just footage of Mike eating out of a. Uh, like a three-gallon bowl of jello <laughs> just using a serving spoon to fucking scoop it up oh it's so funny it's
0: so insane i just remember yeah. him sending me a text like i got to the top of my stairs and i almost passed out fell backwards. <laughs> <laughs> i was like please stop uh, <laughs> you're gonna fucking die yeah. poor poor alina poor I, know. Alina. I don't know how she puts up all this shit <laughs> it's always something fucking nuts and she, yeah. and she's so sweet she's just like oh mike's just only eating jello i, I don't know
1: <laughs> she she put something on her instagram yesterday that, that had me dying it was uh it was like a, a video of a guy and uh the caption was when you go out to dinner with mike and the guy's like talking about like the new world order and psychedelics like, are <laughs> taking over the world and then like the waiter comes over and like hands his bread bowl and he goes oh thank you so much and takes away so yeah that's mike to a t yeah it really is dude off the rail a little bit that was funny though but we it was love great I, I would love to do it again and for for reference, everyone, a, a cup of Jello is like forty five calories. It's not, it's not sustainable. <laughs> He's eating twelve of these things a sitting.
0: I guess you could like. I guess if you were on like a liquid diet,
1: that's really what it is. It's it's like a liquid diet. And do you ever see um what's his name on the, in the Machinist Christian Bale?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: That yeah, was all liquid diet. It was insane.
0: Well yeah, I mean he was like skin and bones, dude. Yeah, good dude. Movie. I had to do a liquid diet for like one day i couldn't do it like like two months ago to uh to go get a medical procedure yeah and it was literally it was literally (laughs) one day and i i was freaking out i was like dude how (laughs) the fuck is this even possible
1: i i would be such a puss about it there's no way i could handle it
0: i was drinking like straight like chicken broth that was just like like put in the fucking microwave and i was eating like jolly ranchers because you're allowed to eat like hard candy I hated every second of it. I don't know how Mike wants to do it, like for fun,
1: but I don't know. I think there's some kind of ulterior motive that we're just not aware of. It Usually, is the fuck could it be? I don't know. It's uh, Mike Willis. All <laughs> right, <You> really <laughs> wanted to set the record, but <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, all right, let's get to some other little fun stuff. Uh, I need a bet of the week. Give me your action.
1: Sure. Um, okay. So I I see that you had Dom in here put his bet of the weekend. Do you want me to read that one?
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: All right. So so Dom's pick this week is a Smitty TD, which kind of goes on to what we were saying with you know he he's overdue. It's time to get some looks, and especially if uh you know if AJ Brown's locked up this week, it's kind of the next best you know solution for sure. Uh, so I think that's a safe bet. And if you're looking to parlay it, I'd recommend uh, the Eagles are a seven point favorite. And, you know, I think if this was a home game, it'd be closer to like nine and a half, ten points. So I think seven is great. I mean, you know, MetLife is basically a home game. So it's really just kind of free money on the table there. Um, And then, you know, anything with the Chiefs, because the NFL is rigged and Chiefs are going to win out until Taylor Swift type goes away. So you're you're uh, in for a win there.
0: Well, they're also playing the Broncos and they're god awful. So (laughs) uh, they're giving them ten and a half. On DraftKings yeah. right now, I'm looking at it. So I feels low. I don't think I would ever, under any circumstances, take the points on a ten and a half point spread in the NFL. Actually,
1: mm. okay. I Thanks. understand
0: why they're giving it to him, and it'll they'll probably cover. Um, but a ten point spread in the NFL is just so crazy to me.
1: Chiefs money line for the rest of the season.
0: I would go. Yeah, I would definitely take the Chiefs money line. Um, wow. The Dolphins
1: are giving the Panthers 13
0: and a half.
1: Wow. Well, uh, I think they just called Sanders out too. I think he's done. Or he's uh he's missing this week anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Some kind of injury.
0: Ooh, that might be. That that's a juicy pick. Mm-hmm. Uh Panthers with the points.
1: Hmm. I don't know about that one. I'll see how it goes. My, All right, my so my for sure one is Eagles minus 7.
0: Okay, so Eagles minus seven. I'll take the same thing. KC money line, I'll take that. And then we're going to go with a three-legger. So give me... Oh, give me Houston money line over the Saints.
1: Dude, Houston has impressed me so much this year. It's insane.
0: Me too. I completely I can't agree.
1: They've, they've won me more money this year than I think any other team.
0: They're only getting one against the Saints, and I think they're going to win that game outright, to be honest.
1: That's just crazy in itself, though. Like, that's such a close spread.
0: Yeah, because they were atrocious last last year. Mm -hmm. That's
1: wild. Yeah, I like Houston this year, for sure.
0: Hmm. Maybe, I wonder if there's a prop that Zach Wilson to throw two interceptions.
1: Well, that feels like a gimme.
0: Yeah, or at least two turnovers. Yeah, I think exactly. Just was- two turnovers for sure. Yeah. In fact, let's do this. Uh, if the Jets have two turnovers this week, I'll eat a raw egg.
1: There you go. There's the egg bet. So
0: that's my egg bet. Two turnovers. You want to take an egg bet, Tom?
1: Oh fuck! I, you know I've never done an egg bet, so I, I guess it's about time <laughs> I I kind of saddle up here. It's a rite of passage. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll do an egg bet. Uh let's see. Uh, you know, I liked your original one. The, any Eagles defensive touchdown, I'll, I'll eat an egg.
0: Okay, Tom will eat an egg for any Eagles defensive touchdown. Yep. I will eat Lock an egg in. for any two New York Jet turnovers. Uh, Dom will eat an egg for an Eagles win. <laughs> I have so, said it, and so it shall be.
1: That's, that makes sense to me. So let me ask you this. if the If the Jets throw more than... Two turnovers, or rather, the Jets have more than two turnovers. Will you eat an egg per additional turnover? No. no I'll <laughs> do it. I'll do. Uh, all right. I'll well, do per. Hang on. I'll do per defensive touchdown.
0: Okay. Well, sure. Okay. So you'll do okay. one egg per each defensive touchdown. Yeah. I would have did that. Okay. Well, you know. But Go I'm not going to do per turnover. That's a lot. He, he could yeah. have. They could have four turnovers. That wouldn't be per Jets
1: me. turnover after the fir- after the first two. So two, you get one, and then everyone after that second one, you got to do one.
0: Yeah, but that could result in me having three raw eggs,
1: well, or just one.
0: No, two plus it's- <laughs> two or more. <laughs> I'm eating one egg. I already i I know I actually owe an egg from last week because uh, I said I would take one just for an Eagles dub, and we got it. Dom also owes one from last week because he said two Jalen Carter sacks, and he had Ooh, two. Oh no uh, shit! Yes, so I bet he
1: did not expect that one.
0: Uh, I think he did, Okay. actually. I think that's the sick part. That's how good Jalen Carter is. He totally <laughs> saw it coming. So watch out for that on the Instagram this week. We will be posting uh, owning up to our egg bets. Uh, and Definitely. Tom will also be posting a video of himself chugging a beer uh, because you have to chug a beer to be on the podcast. And I wasn't able to, since we're doing this remotely, I wasn't able to verify that. So Tom's going to sure. have to send me a video of himself chugging a beer. I'm going to have to post that as well. So keep an eye out.
1: Will I get heat if it's Bud Light?
0: No, why would you get heat for Bud Light?
1: I just I know this is a Miller Light exclusive, you know, kind of the I don't want to mess up any branding opportunities you might have or anything like that.
0: I'm drinking Natty right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Miller Light exclusive. No, no, no. Most of the time, I'm drinking Dos Equis or High Life.
1: Okay, that's good to know. I feel like the whole thing was a Miller Light sham now, but all right.
0: Well, Dom's like the big, I mean, I like Miller Light. don't get me wrong.
1: I get it. There's just an image when you turn on the podcast, you hear it, you know, you hear the crack, you assume.
0: Oh, dude, I'm sorry to... I feel okay. like I've really like, I, broken you down. i behind
1: the curtain. This is my own doing. Uh.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, we got breaking news here, by the way. Uh, the Phillies game is over. Their first game back in Philadelphia against yeah. the Braves. Final score, Phillies 10, Braves 2. That's great. Good old-fashioned Yes.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. Just got to do it again. Then we lock it in. What's... uh? Who are we playing next? Is it between the Twins and the uh, Astros? I think so. I know that's a different podcast, but...
0: I wonder who scored the last three runs.
1: Uh, I saw Marsh hit a single homer. Um, I think he hit the eighth run. But then I was kind of in and out after that.
0: So Trey had two runs, two hits. Price had five at bats, two runs, two hits. Oh, four RBIs. Well no, he had a that's because he had a a three run Homer. And then he had another homer, and I think that was a was that a single or did he knock somebody in? Trey Turner? No, no, Bryce. So he had a three run Homer early. That was his first one, yeah. Yeah, and then he had another homer, and I can't remember if somebody was on base or not.
1: I think it was a solo.
0: Because
1: hmm. I, I think it was like top of the inning or something.
0: If it's a solo, then he must have had another... No, he can't have, because he only had two hits. Hmm. So he mu- must have been... He must have knocked somebody in. JT had two RBIs. Nick Cassianos had two. Brandon Marsh had one.
1: It's It's good to see Turner start, you know getting our money's worth here
0: oh yeah he really turned the corner man
1: yeah it's fun to watch him play too
0: i d- yeah that play he had the other day in atlanta where he stopped the ball short and threw uh threw it to second base for the double play
1: i love him on first i really do i think that's his spot who bryce yeah
0: yeah he looks good there
1: i think he looks good on first
0: what do you do though
1: that's the question, right? How you got to deal with Reese?
0: Right. How do, what do you do when Hoskins comes back? I don't know. It's it,
1: I, I hate to, want to be the one to make that decision. Because
0: I like, I like Reese.
1: Yeah. Reese is decent.
0: I, I don't just, think uh, he can play anywhere else, though.
1: Yeah. I get that. I don't know. I guess you got to put him back in the outfield. Hmm. Trade Reese.
0: I don't want to move Reese, though. I like Reese. <laughs> I do. I like Hoskins a lot. Um, yeah. Whatever we'll see.
1: Uh, oh, one thing I did want to mention before we wrap up: the I, I'm sitting here wearing my brand new TPS merch.
0: Oh, did you get it? Oh yeah. Oh, word! That was quick. Hey yeah, man, that was fast. What do you think? You Full like power. it?
1: Do you get it's the volatile.
0: long sleeve or the short sleeve?
1: Short sleeve. I'm not a long sleeve guy.
0: Oh, okay, all right, that's fine.
1: It's just way life. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I
0: appreciate it, man. Everybody, make sure, make sure you go. And you buy yourself your new TPS tattoo tee brought to you by Rob Bernardo, uh, my guy, my tattoo guy. Check him out. Uh, you can
1: all look like Eric.
0: Yeah, you guys can all steal my swag. That's no problem. <laughs> you, can, you guys can steal my swag. It's not a problem at all. I don't
1: mind. Subtle.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, dude. No big no big thing. That no, looks great. You love
1: me. It's a good merch drop for sure.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for buying
1: one, man. Oh, of course.
0: All right, I'm gonna let you decide what song we're gonna play out to today, bro. What do oh, you think, man? What are you in the mood for?
1: Oof. Uh, let's see. I was not prepared for that, but I'll I'll get you something. Um. Uh, see, I, I I picked one last time, and I, I Dom made some comments about it. I can't remember what it was, though.
0: Don't listen to Dom's comments.
1: Um. Mm. <laughs> uh...
0: Come on, Tom. First one that comes to your head. Go, 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 go.
1: Uh, I, see, the problem is I'm looking at my fucking playlist.
0: Just, just close your eyes and point.
1: Okay. Uh, ACDC, it's a long way to the top.
0: Here we go. All right, everybody. We appreciate you guys listening to your favorite podcast and your sister's favorite podcast, oh. The Philly Specialist. I'm Eric. My co-host today is Tom Rafter, thank you so much, Tom, for filling in. We appreciate you, and we can't wait to have you on the show again. Thanks for having me. Any,
1: anytime.
0: You're listening to It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll by ACDC. Thank you very much, and as always, go birds. Go
1: birds.